Welcome to Coisin' Herd Season 1, Episode 7. It's weird, seven episodes already. Already. Time so, flies. So that's seven weeks. How many weeks in a month? Five. So that's one and a half. How many weeks in a month? Four, four generally. Four. four and a half. Yeah. Let's go with that. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's about four, four and a half. So one and a half months. So seven isn't really a milestone, but I like the number seven. Seven brides for seven brothers. Seven, seven sisters. Seven cats for seven sacks. <laughs> and on the seventh day, he said, let there be light. I don't know if that's... The... Seven's a good number. Son yeah. is number seven. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get on to him. We'll get to Son, I guess. <laughs> that's, that is part of the pod. But yeah, seven episodes in already. That's fucking madness. Uh, to- uh, honestly, it feels like we started yesterday. And we did. We've just been con- recording continuously for, yeah. for 24 hours and just <laughs> condensed every episode in. It's a marathon. It is. It's not a sprint. <laughs> um, yeah, seven episodes. Fucking madness. We're getting some good feedback from from certain quarters. Uh, some people messaging and saying, look, you know, they like the last episode especially. We got some good feedback. People liked liked spitting on kids. That was uh, that was something that we got wow. some feedback on. Yeah, people yeah. like the idea of spitting on children. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, Sky do. They do. And that was kind of what kicked it off, but apparently, like, there's a lot of people that feel the same way. Feel it's just to spit on children, but yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's good. We get some good, nice things said. Um, it's still small. The no podcast, pa- no paid endorsements yet. No, it's still it's still trying to grow it organically. We're not trying to pay Facebook for advertising or Instagram or any of that shit. We're just trying to do it organically. So any support that comes our way and nice words is nice to hear and makes us want to do it and keep keep recording and stuff so but yeah I don't I don't, I don't share the nice words that come my way so I need to show you guys so you kind of feel the same yeah, as I feel because I'm, I'm I'm getting some nice feedback and I feel like I need to share you're it. feeling the love yeah, yeah you, you guys just, just feel like we need to feel some love you do need to feel some love I don't care I, I live in the shadows I live with depression <laughs> I don't care We you think darkness is your ally it is but that was I was born with it. Born with it. So yeah, send some love to Bonesy. Send some love to Ravi. And um, if you're one of the few people that are listening, just yeah, keep keep sending some love in and fire some fire some shit off on the uh, Facebook and Instagram and ask us some, ask us some questions and shit in it. Because uh, yeah, man, it's small. We're growing it organically, and you know we're having a good time. We're enjoying doing it. Alas. Wolves, Rev, how did you feel about the game overall? Oh, it's been such a struggle to not speak about that game since the earliest kickoff point, apart from Friday night football. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a classic, was it? Like it wasn't. I'm not going to watch the Wolves game back years from now. But there were there were a lot of a lot of good things. Definitely, it was like one of them games you don't watch match of the day. Nah, there wasn't enough in, in in it for you to relive it. Nah, uh, the. Like yeah, Perisic's debut. You might remember that 
but yeah, it wasn't memorable, but we did the job and that's all that matters, really. Bones, what was your feelings? I think it's... It, more, more of these, please. More results like the Wolves game. One nil's all the way. Play solid, played under par, but we still got a win. It's it's something that we haven't done in a long time. We were all spoiled under pot where we played great every week, but when we played bad, we lost. Even when we played well, we lost. But yeah, I was I was more than happy with. The way we played, even though it was, it wasn't particularly entertaining at times. There was a stark contrast between the first and the second half, though, isn't it? Like the first half, we were kind of, I don't, I don't want to say we were, we were kind of helped, pushed back into a like you know a deeper position. I don't think Wolves are good enough to do that. I think we kind of set up. In order to catch them on the counter, I think that was always our number one priority: win the ball in perhaps a deeper position, a, a, like a mid block, for want of a better expression. I don't like to use these terms, but you, you know, just just so people can understand what I'm without drawing a diagram, and then catch on the counter, and catch on the counter, and that's kind of you get you get the impression that was our game plan. I don't think Wolves really had us pinned back. I don't think they were that good. No, I th- I think I think it was similar to. Similar to the Chelsea game, like I don't ever feel that during the Chelsea game they pinned us back. In the Wolves game, they didn't pin us back. I think Conte is setting us up. Cunning. Yeah, to allow teams to have the ball. And in this early part of the season, we're being set up to be solid, be defensive and know where you need to be in those um, when the other opposition's got the ball. And once you once you sort your defence out and your positioning, then you build from that. Then you go from that. You're not going to get into your stride first week of the season, second, third week. Do you know what I mean? Don't concede. Don't be easy to break down and beat and concede goals. But yeah, so that side of our game against Chelsea, I was happy. Against Wolves, I was happy. Do you know what I mean? We looked. What what in the last two games, Larice yeah, he made a save against Chelsea, against Wolves. He didn't really have to do anything, and I no, like the fact that we are playing that way. That we're not giving cheap chances away to the opposition. Absolutely, um, and it's worth noting that Chelsea got bashed three 0 by mm. Leeds at the weekend, and I think us three. I mean, there was a bit of negativity from certain quarters of the of last week's pod regarding the a display but I think us three kind of pointed out that Chelsea were playing at home they were up for it and you know yada 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 we, 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 we discussed it at length that's their well, that's one of their biggest games of the season yeah. but they're shit and they're not going to play that well ever again and the next game they got hammered by Leeds I was I was thinking like could you imagine if we had Arsenal the first home game of the season because that's kind of what it was for Chelsea yeah, but um, but just going going to the Wolves game, I have a theory that um, that Conte has a fitness plan, and what I mean by that is we so Romero was kind of apparently not fit to play according to Conte, but he was ready to play mentally and physically. But Conte didn't want to risk it because he he knows loads of games are coming up later on in the season, and I think that he started the season thinking. We're not as fit as we need to be, so let's just be solid, get 
get the clean sheets and try and nick results as early as we can. And then mid-season, we'll like explode and we'll start fucking doing mad shit. And I, I, I think that that's kind of his plan. Yeah, it came together last season in the same way. Yeah. It wasn't pretty to watch for a piece and and for a little bit it was like we were losing games, winning games and playing shit and it didn't really, none of it really made any sense and and then towards the end it was beautiful. We were just we were just opening teams up at will. And I, I think you're right. I think it will it will come together. I don't think there's anything really to be concerned about at this point. And the main point is again, like I don't want to sound like a fucking broken record. That's seven points from games that we lost last year. Yeah, I don't want to keep saying it. Crazy. It's 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 so significant. Like, you know, what I mean, and, and we and we dropped some shit points against some shit teams last year, and it's and they're there to be won this year. Maybe maybe we should change it to Mark's mystical garden because what you what you've said there and what you've been saying the last few weeks is what Conte come out and said. If you look at um, the game, literally word for word, if you look at the game against Southampton, Chelsea and Wolves, we had zero points against these teams in these fixtures last year and now we've got seven. He actually literally plagiarised you in the way he... Um... It's not a trick, is it? <laughs> I think Luke wants you to walk the plants, Mark. Uh, yeah, we, 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 well, I, I think... I'd... Yeah, I think guessing an, an eleven, a team of eleven, is still more more impressive than. I don't even know what what did, what did I do. I don't even know what I did there. I don't <laughs> even sure what I did. Oh, oh, you I was no, with the second sight. No, I was that was retrospective, surely. What I was saying. No, wasn't when it? you were saying about the the fact that we the the results against Southampton, Chelsea, and Wolves from last season in their respective home and away fixtures, we didn't pick up anything. No. Whereas this year, we've got seven points out of those games. Conte pretty much said the same thing. Oh, did he? Yeah. You know, me and him chat. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> we have a... Got a word in his ear. Yeah, you know, we WhatsApp. Um, yeah, I've, I feel like, you know, we watched, me and, me and Bonesy watched it together on Saturday in our pants <laughs> after we got out of bed together and um, yeah we rolled out of bed and we watched it it was uh, it was nice but yeah, what, yeah the first half wasn't easy to watch and you know what like I feel like it's part of it's part of watching Spurs now is that you've got to make your peace with at times it's not going to be easy to watch because teams are going to teams are going to have a, a fair amount of the ball against us because of how we set up there was a period on the Mourinho where it was unfucking bearable to watch, and we we got results. We got good results. Some games, some games we got fucking destroyed by fucking Sheffield United. You know what I mean? Did that happen? It did happen. We just three nil to win it. Like these these are the games we got outplayed by some dog shit teams that got relegated. Like Rose Zagreb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't even want to dip my toes into Europe. <laughs> But yeah, there was periods where we were getting outplayed, outplayed by teams, played off the pipe by teams that got relegated. And this was always my fear. I was always like, shit, like, we're, we're fucked. Like, if we don't get some good, like, have a good, uh, like, uh, you know, if we don't pull some teams in, in the, uh, some players in, in the summer, if we, don't, if we don't have a good, like, transfer window in the next, in the next one, we're fucked. But, you know, it actually, 
you start believing that the squad isn't good enough and you hear a lot of people say that there's a lot of rhetoric around oh the player's not good enough the player's not good enough we're still playing more or less the same mm. team as last year and that squad is made up of players that have been there for a long time you know, obviously you know apart from like Bentacore and um, Kulisevsky Romero's been there since what, for a year and a bit now but you can see there's a difference. There's a difference in attitude, definitely in attitude. I think that's more apparent than everything. There's, there's the will to win there. Uh, and there's a bit of shit that, you know, that's been obvious. But yeah, I think I, what I'm saying is, without, without rambling too much, is that there's going to be periods where it isn't going to be comfortable to watch. But we've got a good enough manager that can see what needs to change in that, you know, if we can keep it like tight until half time, and then we come out and we're a different side. And that's what I saw in the second half we come out we were different it wasn't, it wasn't like swashbuckling fucking you know th- you know blood and thunder but it was it was enough to yeah. beat them and they had nothing in the second half walls they had fuck all and they had to keep going along they abandoned what they were doing in the first half which was you know they kept the ball kept it moving second half they were just going along that's all they had to do with us because we were that much better than them but, I mean there, there was there was talk of dominance by Wolves with the, the amount of shots they had but they're all like long, long pot shots that didn't really trouble anyone. Kind of like I was never worried that Wolves were going to score. What about that header? You know that, that cross cover header. He had that little like, some guy. I don't even know, I don't know who it was. We had a little dinking header. Yeah. He didn't know much about it. But Lloris was beaten there. He was. <laughs> Lloris was yeah. beaten. That yeah. was that, even I was like fuck. And that it was so close to dropping in the far post. But like, yeah, I think uh, I think Luke's mentioned before there was a game last season. It might have been Villa where. We were like Villa were looking much better than us, and Bentacor was playing poorly, and then suddenly half time comes, we come out, Bentacor looks like a new man, and we win like five nil. That's more or less what happened, isn't it? And that's kind of yeah. He came out in the second half and looked looked shit up, didn't he? He was pressing high, he was running around like a dickhead, he was doing bits. I wonder if that's intentional or just like maybe he needs a bit of motivation sometimes. But yeah, if we. he needs a slice of orange, man. That's what he needs. No, see, I, I, I think it's part of the game plan. Like, I think it's part of Conte's thing, especially early parts of the season. Keep it tight. Don't give any cheap goals away. Keep it tight. We've had a great pre-season. We can fucking run further than you. We can, do you know what I mean? We can battle harder than you. So keep it tight in the first half. And then in the second half, let's, let's have it. Do you know what I mean? Let's go, let's go for the juggler, try and get a goal. And I'm, the games against Chelsea and Wolves, I'm, in a way, I wouldn't say I'm more, in a way I am happy, more happy about those results than the Southampton game when we played great. Because we've, we've, we've been treated to playing great under Pochettino and getting fuck all in return. Do you know what I mean? All, almost there, almost there. But there is there is this appetite for swashbuckling football, isn't it? From, from you know, Ravi, correct me if I'm wrong here. There's a you know, you're a fair bit. I say a fair, but you're a little bit younger than us, and you know, you've kind of watched some good eras of well, maybe not trophies, but definitely some unreal football, like some madness football. Harry Redknapp was like I know we talk about Poch, but Redknapp's football was. Cavalier man, just fucking watching it, and you might lose, but you you're entertained. Like definitely, it's not that. Conte Conte Spurs is not like that. I think we've got a bit of everything under Conte. I think we have, and I think it will it will gel. I I, I always, I can be a right pessimistic fucker, man. I honestly can. Like, 
and I can be and I can always uh, pull the negatives out of a fucking absolutely you know a, but for me like it, it, uh, again I keep going over it to get points out of games that you lost a season yeah. it has to be a positive and that, you can't look at, you mm. can't look at anything other than that we're three games in and we're already seven points better off than we lost last season that's mental have you seen oh, I can't remember how, I think it's a stretch of our last we're unbeaten in our I think is it the last nine or twelve games or something there's a run where it's we've won the majority and we've got a couple of draws so we've we've got an unbeaten run like tailing from the back end of last year coming into this year and I've, I think we're in good shape yeah I think there's a lot of comparisons like especially especially with I mean I follow a lot of Spurs pages on social media just just like to get a feel for what people uh, you know what how they're seeing the game it's, it's weird you speak to one person they see something and again like obviously Terence was on there last week and he went to the game against Southampton we all thought uh, Emerson Royal had a good game you know, he was getting a lot of plaudits on that on the back of the game. Terence was at the game. He wasn't really digging his performance, but he's not the only one. I've heard other people say that they, they weren't digging his performance as well. So it's interesting to see how people, you know, perceive what a good performance is. Um, I mean, I've been I've been quite Royal. He's not. He's not what you what you want from that position. Like when you think of the fullbacks in the past that we've had that could play under Conte potentially now, and you look at how Perisic has come in and Ses- even Sessignon, where they're more attacking, trying to get crosses in. But I think Regulon, I think defensively, I think he's more solid. I, I like him, his defensive work. I think he's there and he sniffs. So, uh, who are you talking about? Um, Royale. Royale. Emerson Royale, right. He sniffs bits and pieces out in the when we're under pressure and he covers he covers back well. So I've been impressed by him this year. I was talking to someone at the weekend. Um uh, it was my niece's uh, birthday and there was someone at the party who went to, who went to uh went to the game and they were saying that um they, they were saying that they weren't a big fan of Royale as well. And I was like, Well, you know, he's I feel like he's not playing the position that he's he's strongest at. They were like, "What are you talking about? He's playing at right back." And I was like, "Well, he's not he's not playing right back. He's playing right wing back, which is more an attacking the yeah. emphasis on on the, on the attacking part of the game rather than the defensive part." Yes, he's got to do that as well. And they were like, "Well, that's the same thing, isn't it?" And I was like, eh, "Wing back and right wing right back are not the same." If you, but again, I'm not I'm not a tactics person, but. You're asking someone who's a def- defensively comfortable and sound to start playing as a, an offensive player, and you've got to, you know, you've got to bear in mind you need to get get back and defend as well. And they're play- we've, we've been talking about uh, Carl Walker today. Like, I don't think we'll ever see another wing back as good as Carl Walker at the club ever. I don't think we'll ever see that. I mean, the the thing is with um, with Royale, I think what's good is the fact that. He has got someone like Kulicheski, because he's he's always he always offers himself up. So if Royal, when you think ah oh, he's not going to be able to whip a ball across, he's going to cut back. Who's there, Kulicheski? Mm. And we know what he can do when he cuts in on his left foot. I I think on that side, obviously you'd want to see improvements. You'd want to see 
a sort of direct danger like from Royale in whipping balls across and driving in and unsettling unsettling defenders. But I think he brings more to his game. I don't think he should be judged just on his attacking prowess, but I think he's he's got a decent balance so far and he's improved massively since last year. So who do, who do, who's the man of the match for our part? Then on against Wolves, are we are we all going to agree that it was Perisic? Well, I was gonna when I, my first instinct was it was Kulusevski just because again second like first half he was quite quiet and didn't really do anything, but in the second half he he was noticeably sharp. He was dribbling past people. He was passing really well, uh, and I, I he was but, asking questions, wasn't he? Yeah, and probably unlucky to not get an assist or a goal. Um, but then, yeah, like sort of thinking about it, Perisic, man, like surely he looks fucking mad, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's what thirty three, and he looks like he's pure class, isn't he? Like that is like a player. But I don't know how we've managed to pull that sign off. No, uh, not rattled at all. Like, nah, he's like on a different level. Yeah. Like decent footballer, isn't he? Like proper. And I think it's a. Uh... I think it's a bit of a... It's hard to say whether it's a master stroke yet because we're only three games in. But to bring a player in with that experience and that sort of poise and everything about him, who's played under, played under Conte before and won things, I think it's a good example for the players that are there that it's like... He's like a, an example to look up to, like in the way he acts on the pitch. He's running. He still keeps himself in good shape, and also I think it acts as a. I think it settles the other players down as well because they see he's not rattled on the pitch and the way he's acting because he's been there and done that under Conte, so they don't get rattled. Do you know what I mean? In the times when we've folded, you've got a calm head on the pitch that people look up to and aspire to. I, I feel like, because it's still that early part of the season as well, where the games still kind of feel like pre-season games. Mm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely, There's definitely. that feeling where the season hasn't properly kicked off yet because it's all a bit like, do you know, do you know that freshness of the Premier League season, the first three or four games is all a bit weird before you probably settle into it and you know the games are coming in thick and fast and you know what's coming up you know you're playing next week and I think people are not don't realise how much of a good sign in Perisic is yeah. like he looks fucking mental and if he stays fit like he is going to be like so key to mm. what we do this season I mean like you even you even see when he's been on the bench and like even on the pitch he's he's guiding people like I think Sessegnon said before that he's learnt from something Perisic has said to him during training. And even even like a couple of weeks when he hasn't started, he has been advising Sess from the side. But like even from like the stuff you expect from him, you're kind of expecting like a pacey defensive sort of left wing back. But that header that from the corner, I thought that was like a like a world class striker play, like he sort of knocked it back across the six yard box. I think he's played. I think he's played all over though, isn't he? Over yeah. his career. I think he's. I think he's played all over. But, but that is a seasoned professional, mm, isn't it, Perisic? Yeah, but like, like I just think about the players that we've had, who are no, no, who are meant to be good at heading the ball. Like I'm thinking Lorente. They've never 
laid off an assist like that, like surely. But when you when you get them class. kind of when you get that kind yeah. of you notice it when you get a kind of player in, it's it's so evident the level that they're on, their calmness in their moments, that they're just like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking just knock it back. When, when, I remember we signed Van der Vaart, and it was just like it was so evident that he was <laughs> so comfortable yeah. playing in their moments and taking the ball on under pressure, and do you know what I mean? Like it is. You, when, it, when I saw Perichic the other day I was like we've signed, we've signed a, p- a real piece of quality there and and there was, there was obviously talk regarding you know he's what 33 I think he's 33 isn't 33, he 33 yeah he's still good enough to. it's like Sonny Gareth Bale it's that kind of player it doesn't matter that he's 32 33 years old he's that good that he's he's won five Champions League I mean Perisic hasn't obviously but he's won one though but he's got his trophies in his bank yeah He's got a World Cup final in in his bag. You know, what I mean, for for you know, he's probably quite a humble guy. He comes across quite humble. He's playing football. He keeps in he keeps in peak physical yeah. condition, purely because of his love for the game. He's not phased by some. I don't. I don't even know who have what Wolves have in defence. Like who even cares? He's not phased by them. He's that there to play football and put himself across and put his you know and, and perform the best he can to to, to how he knows he can play. He's never going to be phased by any of them. He, he get, he's pulling crosses out of nowhere. Exactly. And yeah. how good were they? Like, they he was were. just finding crosses that weren't even there. Yeah. Like, and that, so excited about Perisic. And, and it's crazy to think like that. That all added to unsettling Wolves at the back because those little moments where you can let the ball run out, all of a sudden, fuck, you've whipped the ball across. It unsettles defenders and they can't set themselves, and it just—I think it just cheats the crowd up a little bit as well, and that feeds into. But how, how long? How long have we needed some like proper experience in that squad? Like, yeah, and you know you don't want to have you don't want to throw too many of the old guard in there because you start becoming Bolton Wanderers of you know the Sam Allardyce era where you're bringing in Ivan Campo and yeah it's pretty to watch on occasion, mm. but essentially you know it's not going to amount to much when they're all fucking dying on their ass at the end of the season but we have been lacking experience in that in that team in that first 11 for as long as I can remember I mean I remember on that on that note I'm not talking Ryan Nelson and Lewis Sahar I'm talking like quality footballers like on that note I remember years ago when Schweinsteiger left um, Munich I was like we that is exactly what we need he doesn't have to play every week but we need that old head in there that's won the lot, played in the biggest games, is cool under pressure. We needed an old head just to impart a bit of wisdom and for other players to go, God, fucking hell, we're playing with this guy. Do you remember when Cambiasso went to Leicester? Right, and they were in banging trouble. Yeah. They were going to get rest- relegated. And they, they, they somehow managed to sign, sign Cambiasso. They had that some... They had some like a bit of shit going on some madness went down in Thailand where people I think that was after though to be fair no 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 I think that was was it I don't know yeah, yeah. you might be right you might be right you're the stats man but yeah they I, should, know when, I know when Thailand and I, I should know when to know when I'm on a roll and, and when I've got a point and not to divert Cambiasso signed for them and he was like he got their player he was their player of the season he was Cambiasso's pure class Quality, yeah and he went there. Fuck knows how he ended up at Leicester, but he he smashed it for them. And it, by hook or by crook, whether it was his direct influence, you know, only only they know that. But they stayed up, and they also finished 
with a plum that season, yeah. didn't they? They, they, I think they, they didn't lose from like February to the end of the season. I think it was like famously Champions League form, kind of yeah. form that they that they finished the season, and everybody knows what happened the following season. Yeah, everybody knows. I'll, they bl- I'll try and blank it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is, yeah. my point is that they signed a absolute like a quality footballer, like world class. Yeah, all right. He was, I don't want to say over the hill, but he was in his twilight years as a professional footballer. And he went there. He probably got a nice payday. And he and he and he taught a group of footballers what it what it means what it, yeah. what it takes to win football matches, mentality, and you know when, and when at the end of the season he, they released him. They did, they decided mm. not to, or maybe that it was that you know he got a better offer wherever it went. And I was like, we should sign Cambiasso. We should. He's what we need. He's exactly what we need. And ever since then, I've, I've always thought the same thing. We just need a bit of seniority and some someone to come in like who's got more experience and just there's we we had such a young team for so long and we just didn't have any of that that experience to come in and just give them a bit of show them how to win football matches well, like a little an example a little bit closer to home as you said earlier was van der Vaart and we like we had so obviously growing up i had, I had it pretty good with the sort of team with yo and not not so much ramos but Redknapp. But when Van der Vaart came in, we were suddenly breaking a load of taboos. Like, we we were winning at the Emirates. Uh, we were we were playing against Chelsea and beating them at home, and cha- he basically changed the game for us. And like you suddenly like because a lot of the, the sort of going to Stamford Bridges and and Old Traffords and Anfields, we kind of lose by virtue of just being at those grounds sometimes. Yep. Um, and. Like uh, even early on under Conte, we have that resilience where we we're not we're not necessarily just going to lose because of the stadium we're playing at, and and potentially Conte is that experienced man that is going to bring that in, and instead of having an actual player on the pitch, it'll be Conte sort of driving it. But actually, yeah, having Perisic is also like having how Van der Vaart would suddenly take a free kick and hit the ball on the head in the final minutes rather than just add a little bit of class and quality it is exactly that that's exactly what it is and we have we've been so reliant on Harry Kane Mm. and Son obviously but Harry Harry Kane more than anybody and you know if anyone can ever question like Harry Kane that what what that player's done. I mean, from outside the club, like loads of people say, oh, you know, he's a tap in motion, he's a penalty taker. What side of bollocks? Like, he's he's stats, not seen his goals scoring anybody in the fucking world right now. Yeah, more so in, in in most most respects. Like, and I think you know, is that is this the moment to talk about Harry Kane? Uh, well, Rev, he, he has he's broken a couple of records this week. I think. Was it he's two hundred and fifty of golf for Spurs in all competitions? Which that's insane. I think I feel I can't remember exactly, but I feel like Greaves is the only one he's got in his I sights. I think he's I think he's about sixteen or seventeen goals behind Greaves. What in all competitions? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. That's like, fucked. Like I never he, growing up, man. You never ever think that Greaves' records that's could, intact forever, isn't it? He could potentially break it this this season. That's that's crazy. I mean. He, he don't get the credit he deserves, does he? No, he doesn't. No. Like he's almost England's top goal scorer of all time. I think he's a few goals away from that. It's four, isn't it? Four. Like, the guys are savage, mate. But, but like, even so, 
another record he broke this uh, this game was the the most goals for one club. Uh, it just overtook Aguero. Yeah. And all I've seen is like negativity and insults towards him. Like, oh yeah, playing for Spurs, of course he's gonna get that. And like, because he, he stayed, because he stayed mediocre and stayed at Tottenham. And it's like, nah, that's still a fucking good record. Yeah, but who talks like that? Who, who talks like that? So, so Gooners. what? Yeah, but it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. so what? I think we were talking about it the other day. Like, so Matt Letizia is a shit footballer because he stayed at Southampton. Fucking unreal footballer. Trophy, go and look, yeah. trophies. Go, yeah. and look, go and look at his real mate. Like, you, yeah. you you never see a better goal scorer. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's good goal scorers and there's good scorers of goals. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Letizia is right up there on scorers yeah. of goals, mate. Like, there's not a be- there's not a better player in my life to watch. Their goal scoring rule. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. And so what? He's not a good player. He doesn't deserve any accolades because he didn't win any trophies. It's fucking nonsense. I think I think you said it before, but like if if football is purely about trophies, then ninety five percent of yeah. teams should never watch football. Yeah, like, it's 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 fans. absolute fucking bullshit. And it's like, oh okay, then I'll stop supporting my club, shall I? It's like Arsenal used to crow about being in the Champions League 17 years on the, yeah. on the trot you didn't win it though so based based on your theory of trophies why did you turn up every week to to watch it like you didn't yeah. win it it's absolute it's a crock of shit and, uh, and it's that's not what football's all, all about you know what I mean it's a crock of shit do you know what I mean they've had, they've, had a, they've, had a, they've had a few lucky FA Cups over the years and that's the only reason they're still sitting on a little mm. perch crowing about it. But the fact of the matter is we're better than them. We finish above them more or less every year these days. Oh, but wait, wait. They, they, they've won three games. They're top of the table. They they're going to win the league this yeah, year. they played, man. They've played trash, man. <laughs> yeah. They've played absolute dickheads. Just, just go. I, 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 you know what? Sorry, Sorry no, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll say that. Like, you know, to, to be fair to them, I will say that like, Jesus looks, 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 he's doing well for them. But there'll be a period when they'll, they'll lose a game and then the mask will, mask will drop. A little bit like Andy Joshua's did at the weekend. <laughs> how did how did they? And he'll go. I'm heavy. I'm eighteen stone. How did you beat me? Yeah. Okay. I got skill. I know there's a war in Ukraine. That's bad. You didn't isn't beat it? me because you're you're strong. No, but there'll be a period when their mask slips, and then Hazes will see their fans for what they are. You'll see the club for what it is, and it's a bunch of twats. Like, and then he'll think, Am I really going to run around for these dickheads who carry carry banners and? Do you know what I mean? Like, don't actually cheer until the goal goes in and they'll clap. I mean, it's a, shit, it's a shit place to be. It's a shit club to be at and I'm sure they'll all realise it. But they, they kind of expect us to... Like, they, they don't want us to enjoy a Spurs-supporting child that came through our ranks, came into our team and became one of the best players in the world because we haven't won a trophy as a team. Like, if you take that in a sort of... If you take that on its own, it, it's just like, what? Like, isn't that what football's about? The dream of getting, like, getting one of your own, and watching him break every record in front of him, and the fact that, yeah, the fact that they sort of demonise that because of, because he hasn't won a trophy is, it's just it shows they're not real fans, really. It's nonsense, like plastic, plastic. It's nonsense. Talk. There's there's dickheads at the club, like they were watching England in the summer, like do just absolutely, like you know, this previous summer, you know, do so well at the Euros, get to the final. And they're going, oh, I wouldn't support Harry Kane. I wouldn't cheer if Harry Kane scored. What a stupid thing to come out with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if I was watching England and an Arsenal player scored, I'd cheer. I'd absolutely fucking cheer. What a fucking stupid load of shit. And I hate yeah. them cunts. They're just, they're just, 
complete cretins, a lot of them. But but yeah, he's he's he keeps breaking records. Is he will keep breaking records? Shearer's one is is kind of. I think he can do it. I believe he can. But, but it's at that point the Shearer's one, isn't it? It's at that point now. It's like is Harry gonna continue his form that he's shown over the last you know nine years or so, eight or nine years or however long it is since he's been pretty consistent. And he, he needs if if this season he bangs in like a you know he's already got two in the bank. Has he got two or has he got three? Two. 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 Yeah. If he if he hits twenty five Premier League goals this season, I think then Shira's bum starts to quiver. Because I think then his arsehole starts to twitch. Because I think someone said if he was he thirty now, if he plays until we till the age Shira does, which I think Shira's thirty five, I think Harry only needs to score fourteen goals a season to beat Shearer's record and you wouldn't bet on Harry I think he not. does man he's, he's that he, 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 at this point it can't just be luck that he scores that many goals no. do you know what I mean and a lot of people would have you think that he's lucky but you know, we watch him every week and we know how good he is but the thing is though he's, is he lucky because apparently we're shit so what is it is it we're shit and he's or he's great and we, I, I, I don't. You can't have the two. Don't fucking work in tandem. Yeah, we're right. either a good side. Who, who, who's calling great... him shit? Let's ask the question. Who's calling him shit? Yeah. Did anyone watch? Did anyone watch All or Nothing? Did anyone watch any of that? All or Nothing. I saw a, a light bulb. I watched. The, I watched the last episode. It's the only one I watched. Where they lose the Champions League spot. Fantastic. How did they? Did they play it down? Arteta loses his mind. He lost his voice. He was screaming. He went, oh, what the fuck? Champions League, you want fucking Champions League? I'm just looking at him going, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, mate, it was. It's it's whoever watched just the last episode. I just I watched the bit where uh, a little clip where he's like, you never know what's going to happen in football. Maybe they'll lose at Norwich, but the desperation in his voice. Yeah, was, he did. He did. He did. Brilliant. He was begging for a Norwich like he was begging for some Norwich win. Like it was never going to happen. Like to be fair, like you know, we 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 all lived it. We were there. We were thinking, fuck me, if anyone can throw this away now. We can, yeah. yeah. We 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 live it. So do you know what I mean. So we are sitting there, and uh, yeah, it was it was yeah. But we went out there. We did the business. But yeah, as as you can imagine, they glossed over the fact that they just lost completely, capitulated. They were four points clear with like three games to go. Yeah. They capitulated massively. But that can't happen this year because they've got Jesus and Zinchenko. And you know what? Jesus looks all right. <laughs> he, he looks to he looks to be the difference. But as I've just said, like they're they're um, I, I genuinely believe like they're only a, a loss away from everybody just not being interested. And as soon as the Europa League comes in, man, you're playing like dickhead FC, man, from fucking wherever the fuck. That's when it gets boring. That's when you think, why the fuck am I on this plane? Where are, yeah. why am I going to this place? And that's when that's when they're going to struggle. That's when it's going to come up, and it's going to be like, who's really up for this this season? Alas, um, I don't think, I think I was, yeah, so we did man of the match. I don't think we need to go into number of mentions because we spoke about Kane. I think obviously he scored the goal. There is, there is one, uh, Davidson Sanchez. Oh yeah, fucking right. So that yeah. was, that was the next bit. Sanchez, is our rear guard impenetrable when he is on the pitch? I think there, there was a stat where in the last seven and a half hours he's played, we haven't conceded a goal. Is that real? Is that is that actually real? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I looked into it as much as I could. Um, and that is in... That was just on Instagram. How, how, do, how, do you, how do you look into that? So you just look at the last... I don't know my secrets. So you just look at the last games that he's played. Is that yeah, real? So seven much. and a half hours of football Apparently, he's yeah. pitch, we haven't conceded a goal. Well, where's that? where are the haters at there, man? What, what, what do they say to that? I mean, 
I've always. Are you a Sanchez hater? I'm not a hater. I've always thought he's suspect. Like he, he, he's like a fucking rabbit in the headlights. He loses track of the ball. I think he done it against Wolves where. But no goals go in. No. Nah. He might look like he's a rabbit. But no goals are hitting that score sack. I mean, I, I like him because he does well in certain situations. I just think sometimes he's a bit jittery, a bit nervy. I think he unnerves the players around him a little bit. But, but yet, no balls going yeah. yet. I, I think that um, that there was a period, and it was under Jose and late Poch, where no matter how badly he played, he would probably start the next game. And now we've got Romero, obviously Dyer and Davies are playing pretty well. He's not guaranteed a game. So when he comes in, he has to be good. He can't make a mistake. He, he has to try and win his place in the team, right? And like the last time he was in that sort of position was when we had peak Jan and peak Toby, where he was good that season. I remember thinking... That's when we played through the back, innit? Yeah, but he, like, he, was ne- he wasn't always... I think Dyer sort of came in sometimes and he wouldn't play every game and sometimes he got four at the back. But now that he's got... To prove something, we haven't conceded any goals when he's been on the Seven and a half hours so, yeah. is seven and a half hours. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's pretty. How many how many games of football is that? Come on, Rob. Five. Oh, uh, uh, no, you get my Five right? games, is it? Four, 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 five yeah, games. Four, five. Yeah. Right. That was quick maths on my part. Um, yeah, I don't want to go too deep into Sanchez, but it's worth noting that there's a lot of people that hate on him constantly, and yeah, that that stat is out there. I mean, I, I don't know whether you know his performances or anything to do with any of that it could be just it's uh, just fortunate that that's the way it falls for him but it needs to be said he gets a lot of fucking stick and actually we haven't considered a goal of him on the pitch for seven and a half hours um son is he is he off the boil is it just one of his little patches where he doesn't he doesn't affect games and he, he looks to be a bit out of sorts, doesn't he? He, he, he has always been a bit of a, a sort of streaky player, but steps up when we kind of need him to. And I think at the moment, it, it all feels a bit pre-season-y for him. Like he's still sort of getting that rust off. and It does feel a bit pre-season-y still, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we, we kind of got to give him a chance to, to get some form back. But again, we're in a weird position where... Richarlison's now breathing down down his neck and his little cameo on the weekend it was a bit like I could see if Conte was was gonna he looked good yeah he looked good when he come on like I was he he was getting people out of their seats I mean with going back to Son I think defender the way we're setting up making sure we're tight at the back I think it leaves Son, Kane, Kulachevsky a little bit of a disadvantage because we're putting our defensive needs in front of our attacking needs. And, yeah, Son's touches have been heavy, but I think that comes out of the fact that when we look to break, it might we might look to break once in every like fucking 10, 15 minutes. So he's a little bit cold. And his first touch is heavy. And also, where we're playing a little bit more defensive, he hasn't got the support players in their positions in order to... No, no, I agree. I, I think you're right. I think and I think on. that's the same with him and Harry Kane and Kulachevsky, like, to a certain degree. Yeah. 
Um, I think they've singled Kane, Kane especially, but Son as well for a bit of special treatment. Keep those, keep those two quiet, and we've got half a chance in this game. Well, well they know when to press us, don't they? Because yeah. when we turn the ball over, we're going to look to move it quick mm. and catch on the counter. So, so obviously, like it's that pressing is the is the hot hot word of football these days. Oh, you got to press, press all this, but. They, teams know as soon as we recover the ball in a position they know exactly what we're going to do we're going to try and play quick passes move it quickly and get it into our attackers to play on the break so that's, that's they're right in, but when Kane receives the ball and he's got you know he's on the halfway line his back's towards the opposition goal they're in behind him man they're fucking their feet are on his heels their knees are in his fucking you know his calves and they're, they'll commit a foul you know they, it won't be a yellow card it'll be just a cynical yeah just break the plow stop them from doing exactly what they're going to do and that's and that's where we've kind of struggled to to, to implement our game or Conte ball or whatever the way you know whatever it's called but that you can see it they're straight in, into the player Son his touch is heavy but it's because they're, as soon as the ball's coming into him they're on him they're on him and it, it is that thing of yeah teams play that way teams press but because everybody knows how we want to play it's, it's that much more difficult because it's just like, right, fucking get on him. And they sprint towards whoever's potentially going to win the ball in that position just to get that pass. I mean, also, I don't know whether it, I, I could be completely wrong with this, but Son, he's been doing, I think he's been getting more involved in his defensive duties. Yeah, he has been playing deeper. Yeah, that's so, nice. again, that's one of the things we're, we're looking at being more defensively sound and sort of sacrificing the attacking intent. So, yeah, I've got, I've got no worries about some. Everyone knows what he can do. And, Absolutely. yeah, we keep it tight. We nick, we nick wins here, there, putting solid performances, defensive performances. I think it's all going to... Yeah, we don't... Let's not fucking be straight out the blocks. Let's yeah. just... Son's going to score a goal and then he's going to go on a run yeah. and he's going to he's going to probably single-handedly humiliate a side mm. and get a hat-trick it, it, you know it's, it, we, we were more than confident of that yeah we, it, but it is it's, it's, it, it, the question is there because he's got someone breathing down his neck now in Richarlison who's young hungry wants to play so all of a sudden Son's got competition where he didn't have it before so it's, it's, it's interesting it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic um, transfers, Rav. What we what we what well, we got? I think the the big the big sort of outgoings this week are Gil, Tanganga, and Regulon. And are they going? Because I've heard some, I've seen Forest for for Regulon. Is that is that a thing or is that just? Well, I think uh, I think uh, I don't know what the for. I think is it Steve Cooper, the Forest, the manager. He got asked. About Regulon, and he kind of it's kind of sounded like he would they would try for a player of that quality, sort of thing, kind of stock answer. I I feel like he's not surely not he's not that far gone where that's a good sign of a forest, though, isn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah, he's not that far gone where his stock's so low that I mean maybe Forest are gonna be a good side this year, but they've what signed nineteen players or something like that. They've <laughs> gone mad, yeah. They've gone mad with being in the Premier League, I suppose. Wow. Um, and apparently Tanganga is kind of close to joining them, which would probably be a good signing, but I, I kind of want it to be a loan because I want to see more of Tanganga. Well, Tanganga to Nottingham Forest. Yeah, but he's also, again, it's, it's one of them where he's linked to Forest on loan or 
AC Milan permanent. And it's kind of like, I'd rather see him on loan. I'd rather see him on loan as well. To come back, sort of thing. Yeah, because you don't know, you don't know the seasons are going to go, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I still think he's, I still think he's decent. I don't think he's done anything wrong that he deserves to be sold. And I don't, I think, I, he, he hasn't looked shit at any point. He's looked like he's, he's been played out on the right, right wing back and, but I don't think at any point he's, he's been like a disappointment. And I think like, why, was, why would we just ship him out? He's still young. And also, I'd imagine like, from what I've seen of him, he looks like he has got a bit of fight in him. So playing under Conte, Conte's probably like, right, you're not going to get many opportunities this year. So, go somewhere else, learn your football in Italy or get some experience in the Premier League with Forest. But I think I think there's we saw it last year. There's potential in Tanganga. Do you know what I mean? He played he played some decent games for us last year. Yeah, like we were talking like he was going to be like one of our. I mean, no one was talking about Eric Dyer two years ago. We were talking no. about we were, you know we were excited about Tanganga and seeing what he could become. But I think it's, it'd be hasty to get rid of him now. Yeah, I I, I mean he was, he's one of them. I feel a bit like Cole Capitas where if we loaned him out a bit younger, he'd be starting for us now. He's, we're overloaded at wing back in it, so he ain't he ain't yeah. gonna get a fucking look in there. Nah, and centre back he might in the, the League Cup games, but, but that's the thing. You got long long leg, and he's long leg's not really featured. You got to assume that it, you know he's got to come from Barcelona. Did he did he even play for Barcelona? He did. I until think he that did. Liverpool didn't game. Oh. He gets the blame for that Liverpool game in the Champions League. I think. Oh really? I think that's why they hate him now. But yeah. All oh, right. Well, well, we've got him now, and you know I'd like to see him play to be honest. But I'm sure we will when the games ramp up. I'm sure we will yeah. see him. Uh, uh, the last sort of outgoing is uh, Gil to Valencia, and and Conte sort of was asked about Gil leaving, and he said if if a player leaves, then someone else has to come in to take his spot because this is the squad now. So Dumbele and Lacelso gone. They have gone, yeah. Okay. So I think, I think Dumbele's gone to Napoli. With a view to buy for thirty million euros, which you're not going to get much more than that. You'd bite. I'd bite his hand off. Yeah, I mean, we've had two, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a romantic idea that you're going to sign a player for 50, 60 million and sell him for ninety million. I think that's always the dream for Levy, but yeah, he's been there for two, three years. I mean, it's three years, isn't it, since we signed him? Yeah, it's his so. third year. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I could have given more to that club than he has like he's had what three good games mm. if three good halves maybe but yeah. yeah like it's it's pretty pathetic I mean we covered it in the in the last pod like mm. who the fuck is responsible for them and it's that hitching geezer in it he, he's got to be responsible for him I mean Pochettino was there when we signed them both maybe Poch is responsible well the thing is Lacelso might come back because he's not on a, a loan to buy. It. Yeah, maybe he'll, he's not coming good though, is he? I think we just need to get these names disassociated with Spurs now. It's time to let let these let these guys go. It's I I had high hopes for both of them. I was you know they <laughs> they both excited me. I mean, but yeah, it's time to get them out, man. Yeah. Just just do what we do with Adeboyle, man. Just pay the fuckers off, man. Just bin them. Yeah, must be done. But um. We've been linked with like four players since the last pod, and are they any good? Well, well, so Zaha and Dan James are sort of linked in tandem for the same position. Zaha, 
Yeah. Have we really been linked with Zaha? Again, yeah. Kind of his lo- like last chance saloon. These are not pl- these are not positions we need to sign the players in. Well, see, I think if if Brian Hill's going, and they're taking his place, I take I take Zaha. But how far down a pecking order is Zaha if he's, we sign him? Do you think Zaha? That's it's more his his agent, his management team trying to get that last big fucking money move. But we're, we're, look, look at our... He's a wide player, isn't he? Like, he's a, he's a left or right-sided... I mean, I don't, is he left or... He's left, isn't he? I think you play on both, but yeah. yeah. But then, then you got, what? you got Kulazewski, Son, Richarlison, Mora, and then Zaha playing all fighting out for the... Come on, man. It's Can they play wing-back? Yeah, well, maybe... maybe what, we're going to have four wing-backs... Well, I kind of see the logic if Hill's not going to play at all and we line him out, I'd take those two. I don't but. think that's where it is. I think the, the position we need to strengthen in is in them games where we can't break teams down and we need that bit of, a little bit of something to just thread that pass that no one else can see, do you know what I mean? And just that little dink over the top or the ability to just one touch it and switch the direction of the play and just, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That is that for me is what we're we're lacking, and that's why I wanted to see Son Ericsson. not to start, just to have him there for the last 25, 20 minutes or whatever. Bring him on when we can't break these fuckers down. You know, granted there ain't a Burnley in the league anymore, and I don't think there's too many teams that set up like that anymore. But there are going to teams that camp up, and we need that player who can see that pass. on. I don't I don't think we've got it. I mean, I I I I don't want to get rid of Gill. Hill, or whatever he's, however you pronounce his surname. Hill. Hill. Because um, I think he offers us something completely different from what we've got. We only saw glimpses of him last year, but he reminded me of like a young David Silva where he could weave in and out. He technically. Was he it the haircut? <laughs> He looks like Sylvester Sloan, a young Sylvester Sloan with that tash. But he he looks he looks like a young David Silva where he's good technically in quite close quarters. Right, he's a small player. He can get knocked off the ball. But I think he offers us something no other player in our club offers us. So when you are looking at, if you're struggling to break a team down, throw him in there and he can offer that one-two and that little drop of the shoulder on the edge of the box. Uh, I'd, I'd definitely like to see more of him. You know, not against non-league teams in the FA yeah. Cup. I think that's just pointless. He should... It's different, isn't it? Like, back in the day when we used to play in like, the, the, the Carling Cup, you know, what it was called at the time, you'd see all the, the youngers and all the kind of fringe players get a run out, but you don't really see that now. We oh, play we, strong teams in, in them cups now. We need to win that cup now. <laughs> I want more than that, man. I would be a, as much as I'd, I'd have your armor for a trophy, like a league cup now, man. It ain't gonna satisfy Harry Kane. No. It ain't gonna satisfy me. Like I'm gonna be like, shut me. It's gonna be FA Cup. FA Cup would. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. love an FA Cup. I'd absolutely love an FA Cup. Like that'd be. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be. I'd be. I'd, I'd die happy with a fucking FA Cup. Yeah. It means so much to see an, to see Spurs win an FA Cup yeah. because of the association we have with the trophy, and we haven't won it for so long. But yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going to go against what you guys said in terms of I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to keep Gil. Like, I would like to see more of him and see what he can do. But if he's going on loan and it's it's according to Fabrizio Romano, he's, it's on loan. I would absolutely take I'd absolutely take Zaha 
Dan James, maybe, but I just think sometimes, if you think about pure pace in our squad, it, it's only Son and Mora, really, isn't it? And if we're if we're sort of losing one nil at I don't know, but they're all wingers, aren't they? But but Zaha can come in, he can do a bit of trickery and and Dan James is more of a counter attack player, maybe because because apparently Conte wants Anthony Gordon as well. I feel like he's a similar player to Dan James. They're all wingers. They're all wingers. How many wingers do you want? How many wing backs do you want? What about the middle of the po- middle of the pitch? Maybe Conte doesn't want the middle of the pitch. He just, I don't think there's any maybe about it. He doesn't he want. He doesn't, doesn't. He's not interested yeah. in the middle of the pitch. He's just interested in brutes that can yeah. get win the, the ball wing. and give the ball to players that can play with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he, I would love to see a, a proper technical central midfielder. Uh, yeah. You know, attack-minded, technically gifted central midfielder coming. I don't know who they are. Who's that? Milanovsky, is we, it? We, we have been linked with Malinovsky, I think Malinovsky. is how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, he apparently ticks all those boxes, but mm. I, again, I'll be honest, I don't watch Atalanta play a lot. I do. Uh, so tell me about it then. <laughs> no, I don't. It's uh, a secret. I was, but I yeah, was just he, joshing. He could, be, he could be good, but... Uh, we don't know. Like he could be that guy. Conte wants him again. Apparently, I think every agent just says Conte wants him for his team. I I would just like to have the option in the squad. I don't think we have that. We have got wide players, and I think we have got good good players. I don't think we, I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying we have shit. We've got we've got some good a good squad, mm. but just that bit of. I don't know what. Just that bit of je ne sais quoi in the middle of the park would just be. You guys don't think. Zaha offers that up top because we've been linked with him for a few years. And there's I'm a reason. Like, there's a reason for that that everyone just goes actually nah fuck him. Yeah, that's he's toilet. I, I kind of talk myself in and out of it all the time. Like, Every year, like he gets like two goals, four assists. Like that's not get, the, that's not the output of an elite footballer. But it's the output of a bench man. That's kind of I feel like he'd be a bench a good. Maybe I'm wrong, but but that's the thing. If you're playing every week and you're still getting them stats, what are you going to get if you sit on the bench? True, true. For me, nah, I don't want to see us spend any more money on wide players. But you know what? If you know, if that's what the manager wants, yeah. then go and get him. Uh, and then the last guy, we're very like apparently we're close to signing some centre back from Blackburn, who's that, seventeen years old. Oh, I did the see Phillips. that. Phillips, Ashley Phillips. Yeah. Well, apparently that one's going to be done, but loaned back or something, which I kind of like because. We're doing some business that is future business. Yeah, yeah, I like to see that. Udoji and yeah, a couple of other bits we've done. I do like to see that. We you have to do that and take care of the first team. I think you nowadays. can't just sign thirty-three-year-old Croatians and seventeen-year-old Englishmen. Like you have to do, you have to do a bit of both. And you got to mix it up. Yeah, you got to mix that pot, man. Um, I guess it's time to talk about how long we go. We have got a little bit of time. We have got some time left. Um, so we're going to dip into the uh, the mystical beyond and we're going to talk about the predictions for the up-and-coming game against Nottingham Forest on Sunday afternoon. So, Bonesy, Nottingham Forest on Sunday. 
We're away. We're away, aren't we? We are. Four thirty kickoff. I predictions I, predictions are gonna be gonna be hard to come by, I guess, because now. I don't. I don't know. Actually, our prediction is going to be that hard. I think Perisic done enough in that game to say that he starts the next one. So, what do you think, Bunzi? What with regards to starting lineup? Starting eleven. I want to see what you're saying about starting eleven. I think we could see Richarlison start ahead of Son. Um, no, I think we could see him start ahead of Kulicheski. Okay. Just cool. I like. I like the sound of that. Not to. Not to put Son's nose out of joint. And also, just to get, just to say, Kulicheski, you're still like a young pup. You're still learning. Why you making you can't? Just, do you know what I mean? And also, it gives us a great option off the bench. But also reminding Son, this is what happens when you don't score goals, you prick. Yeah, just, do you know what I mean? But giving Son, like, look, you're still, you and Kane are still the main men. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to fuck with your shit. But just... Be as yeah, a reminder be, be here. Be careful, like he was yeah. good last week, but you know you're, you know, you don't, you, you, you've only got a shelf life, of, yeah. like everyone else says. Yeah, so maybe that's one change. So Richardson for Kulisevsk. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. And I think that as a result, I mean, who else? Who else could I potentially see coming? Maybe, maybe I could see Basuma coming in for. I think I could see Pasuma coming in for um, Bentoncourt. I know that leaves us a little bit lacking in creativity in the middle of the park, but I think he might bring him in, in just to just to get give him a start with a solid partner like Hoiberg. Just give him a start. I'd really like to see a bit more Pasuma to be honest, because I don't really know what kind of player he is. If if I'm if I'm totally honest, I've been told that he's. He's a bit of everything. He can do. He can do it all. So yeah, I'd, be, I'd like to see it. And yeah, I can't see too many more changes from that. So you reckon uh, Richarlison for Kulu, and potentially Basuma for Benacore. Yeah, and score. I think three one us. Okay, good. Rev, what do you think the score is going to be on on Sunday? I think score will be three one as well. Uh, I have a feeling like Perisic will be rested and Sessin will play. I, I I kind of think that, yeah the rest of the team will be the usual team actually and then but he might make subs a bit earlier instead. I think I think Luke's right with Richarlison. I can see Richarlison starting ahead of Kulazeski. I don't think I don't think he'll drop Sun just because yeah. of what he offers and I think Sun will know now he's got a. He's due a good performance because questions will be asked, and his position. You know, when you signed a new player for sixty million, if you're not if you're not doing the business, like there's a guy waiting there ready to play. Uh, Levy's whacked at sixty million. He's going to want us. He's going to be asked questions. Why isn't he playing? Uh, so I can see with Charleston getting a start soon. Where it's going to be for, I'm not sure, but I think you could be right, Kulazewski. Um and yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure there'll be too, more, too many more changes than that. I'm going to go for two one at Spurs. I'm going to go Nottingham Forest score first. We equalise soon after, and then we finish them off in the second half. That's what I'm going for. Very sensible, boring kind of <laughs> away from home and there. They're yeah, it's it's got there's a bit there's a little bit about it. Spurs Forest, isn't yeah. there? Like growing up, like for me for me as a kid, Spurs against Forest winning the FA Cup. 
there was always this kind of it's a kind of a romantic fixture. No real reason other than that. There is no other reason other than that. I mean, they're, they, they're you know historically they're quite a big club. They've won a couple of trophies and the uh, Champions League, but the European Cup when it when it was formerly known as. But yeah, I, I suppose Forrest is carries yeah. a bit of. I think if if you're a Spurs fan and you feel that, then you're obviously like a Spurs fan of our generation. You kind of grew up through the nineties. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big... Spurs Forest has got no significance to you, Rav, is it whatsoever? Uh, I don't think Forest have ever been in the Premier League. <laughs> they were. They have been. The, they the first been, yeah. season, the first ever Stan season. Stan Collymore. Did they have Teddy for a bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the first season. And, and we he scored the first goal on Sky Sports. The, yeah, yeah. That's but it, they yeah. got relegated, didn't they? I don't think it was that season, but we took... It's, Teddy scored against Liverpool when they beat him 1-0, and then we signed Teddy that season, literally the following week after he scored that goal. Fucking hell, that is digging deep. But, I mean, yeah, I remember Forrest, us playing Forrest in the they, snow. They, they went down and then they came back up again, didn't they? Because they yeah. stayed in Collymore. And they actually didn't do too badly when they first go up. Yeah, yeah. I I just uh, I've heard the stories. I I don't have much reference for them. We might play in the League Cup or something. But I yeah. think it's just significant because of the FA Cup final in '91, and it like and it was it was quite a controversial final because of Gascoigne's injury and and also and they had the um, goal and um they've had some great players and great managers like Brian Clough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Des Walker, he's Stuart Pearce. He's a name I hear. Roy Keane. Yeah, yeah. He played against us in the final when Justin Edinburgh and Steve Sedgley sent him packing. There's some clips on YouTube about that, which are quite funny. And, um, yeah, just remember, who's one of the other players? He he, he scored a great goal against us in the FA Cup. Ian Wone. Ian Wone. That was when we went up there. It was snowing. And literally, the only they had to scrape the uh, the lines out. The rest of the pitch was pure, pure snow. But apart from the where the line line I think I've were. seen that in some some fucking DVD or. And he scored the goal from like fucking like near the corner near the corner flag, and Ian Walker was in goal, and yeah, it was just like how the fuck has he scored from that? And he put us out of the cup. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's, it carries a little bit of romance for for me the the Nottingham Forest game just 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 because like you know that's when I first started getting into football like when we won the FA Cup I think I was about seven or eight. You glory hunter. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say yeah. He's still I, hunting glory. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, didn't I didn't catch many fish after that, bro. That's right. I've not seen an FA Cup win. No, so and, and you know what? Like, I don't remember it. I tell you what, I don't remember it. Like I I don't remember winning it. Like I don't remember being like. Oh yeah, we won the FA Cup. But I remember I was with my dad and granddad's, and they lived in Winchmore Hill. And I remember my dad was excited, and I remember like my, my older brother like was kind of like a bit a bit pumped up. And we were kids, man. We were so young. I think my brother was probably like ten, and I was kind of a bit like, eh, like a little gimp. player. Like, I was didn't know what was going on. But I remember we drove. I think we was going. To, I think we went to a Chinese for for a meal that night, and I think my dad drove through Enfield Town. And we came through the back end of Old Town from like Old Park Ridings. So we come back from yeah. Richmond, went through Old Park Ridings, drove through Enfield Town. And I remember, you know, in, in the middle of Enfield Town, like in, in the middle of it where Nando's is, you've got that kind of like 
like that kind of the crossing where you can yeah, cross yeah. you can either cross to go down Baker Street or you can cross to go down Church Street or London Road or whatever and there was fucking bodies everywhere mate there was flags blue blue and white flags everywhere people hanging off that little monument and it was just people in the street singing and it was just like that, that is my earliest memory of supporting Spurs just when we won the cup in 91 I mean yeah and it's just you know what I mean it's never happened since Unfortunately, but you know what? It will happen again. I mean, I'm certain of it. I remember that similar similar story. Like, oh, yeah, I can remember being around my nan's house watching it, and it got to extra time. I remember, yeah, when Gary Lineker missed the penalty, and then all of a sudden we've equalised with Paul Stewart, and it's gone into extra time. And I couldn't watch extra time. I, I think I was, yeah, I was nine, and I couldn't watch extra time. Well, you had no bollocks. Nah, literally. I had no bollocks at <laughs> nine. They had a drop. Shit yourself. But, um, but yeah, it was just great because, like, me nan used to used to take me uncle and... So, yeah, it was it was great. And then I think the following week, they had the parade down White Hart Lane and me nan took me and I think she took Scott and my dad might have been there. I can't. I can't remember. It was that, that long ago, but yeah, walking down and we got some like old sort of fucking Polaroid pictures of Eric Torsfed and all the players lifting the trophy, walking down like fucking White Lane towards the stadium. Nah, that's class, man. That's beautiful. That is fucking class. I have yeah. to dig them out. You definitely should. You definitely should. We'll have to see if we can post them on the uh, on the Instagram uh, or the Facebook group. Like that, that is what's, and that's what's all about, really. Isn't it? It's the memories you have, isn't it? You know we've we've had some good good memories, man. Like it's been some fucking crazy games, mm. man. We've we've been we've been lucky enough to to see like obviously the Ajax one being the main one, but it, it's gonna come, mate. Like it's absolutely gonna come. Like, I've got no doubt. Like we've got some some fucking some beautiful times coming, man. And what we've got to do is just. And I think it could be it could be sooner rather than sooner rather than later. I think you know like we started well, and. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to keep saying it about the seven points from zero points last season, but yeah, I think we're in good stead. And teams are dropping points, man. Teams are dropping points left, right, and centre. Like they are, innit? Like United, just... United, forget them. They're not even worth talking about. But Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Chelsea they're, they're dropping points left, right, and centre. I think the stars just need to, like, obviously you've got Liverpool and City, and then it's they've been the, the top dogs for the last few years. But there's all, always been like a... When you had United, Arsenal, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden Chelsea popped up into the mix and they, they fucking wrestled that off Arsenal for a little bit and then Manu dropped off and it, there, was, there was always a bit of tug and war between three teams. Um, the last few years, obviously we had it a little bit and we were always the fucking bridesmaid fucking that Leicester season, the Chelsea season, when arguably we, over that course, we were the best team in the Premier League. Well, there was that stat, wasn't there, that we were the best team over the calendar year. Yeah. We got two... the most points. It was like, what does that even mean, yeah. man? Like, it's Do nice get to see. Trophy? It looks good when you see it on paper, but it don't you don't yield any gold, mm. man. It brings nothing home. Like To be fair, once in a lifetime. It's almost like saying, like, you've got a big cock, but we can't get an erection. <laughs> it's like, it's a nothing. But 
I guess with that stat, it's like a once in a lifetime Leicester won the league. Yeah. And Chelsea just did what Chelsea do under Conte. So I think there's there's That's, a little. Yeah. I think there's a real opportunity this year, like you were saying. Liverpool dropped points. City have dropped a few points. They've I think, dropped points that they don't usually drop this early in the season. I mean, they've got to, they've got to both go on significant runs to make up for their points now. Do you know what I mean? It's a long season to go, and they've already yeah. dropped Liverpool, especially dropping significant points. But I think there's this season could be yeah, it's one where someone else could sneak into the party. I think we could. I think we're not even we're not even even tapped into what we can we can ha- as good as we can play uh, so far. And yeah, I think there's there's a lot of uh, well, there's a lot to be ex- excited about in terms of what we can achieve this season. And and if we got if there's one man who knows what that entails, he's our manager. Exactly, and he wins dirty. He can win uh. classy. He can he can do it all. Um, I think we should probably where are we at. So we should probably wrap that there. Are you, are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Do we've... you want to leave it there, guys? Do you want to talk about anything else? Do you want to say anything? Anything else you want to bring up? Any, any, anything about anything? You can talk about wherever you like. It doesn't have to be about Spurs. Just what things you want to get off your chest. Feelings. Yeah, feelings. <laughs> Sharing care out. Yeah, just just you know anything you got the ump with. Anything you want to throw out there. That might be another podcast in itself. I've heard, you know, there's something really, there's something going on in Ukraine, and it's not, it's not good apparently. It's not, it's not nice. No, it's not nice. Yeah, I'm heavy. Right, this has been Coys in the Hood, season one, episode seven. Come on, you Spurs. Fucking eight.